Stream. Ascot, Maidenhead, Bracknell, Wokingham, Henley, Reading. Okay, ta-da! The voice, River Radio, of the Thames Valley. Lunch, lunch will keep us together. Welcome everyone to this show with me, Jenny Tishi. I'm your host and this show is called Let's Do Lunch and as the name suggests it is about food and it is about nutrition. I'm a nutritionist and author of several cookery books and on this show we invite a series of guests who are from the world of food, related to the world of food. And today is no different. Today we are inviting a very local guest. I'm very pleased to finally have <laughs> Louise Hurst, who's a food creator from Marlowe, just outside Marlowe. We're going to be technical about it, but we can get onto that. Um, she goes by the brand Nordic Kitchen Story. So I have been following you for quite a long time on social media. Absolute fan of your work. And please, anybody that loves anything Nordic and loves food and loves great photography, well, all of those things, all of the above, go and check it out. So Louise has been in the food industry as both a caterer and a private chef for many years. But I first started following Louise probably, I can't even remember, probably years ago now. I probably want to think it's months, but it is years ago. Love what you do and the way in which you present food. I think it's fantastic. Um, And if you really think about the kind of the Swedish style and your background, which we're going to come on to, there's a real flair in there. Everything's so beautifully presented. So, Louise, welcome. Thank you for coming into a very warm studio today. How are you? I'm, I'm very well. I'm, I'm loving the sunshine. It's it's very welcoming, yes. It's, it yeah. is, isn't it? Yeah. It does make you feel yeah. happy. Yeah. Um, now, I would love to understand, and I'm sure our listeners would love to understand, a little bit about your backstory. There's a lot that you've done and a lot of experiences <laughs> that you've had relating yeah. to food yeah. and the yeah. food world. So, how did you start out? Uh, it was a natural interest as a child. I mean, I, I can just remember always wanting to help in my in my parents' kitchen or my mother's kitchen because she was always doing the cooking. Uh-huh. Um, I, yes, I was always at the uh, stove wanting to get involved. Um, so it was only natural then after that that I wanted to then go to catering college and study um, catering and hotel management, which I did and loved, um, and then went on to Leith's. School oh, of wow. Wine, wine. Um, loved that too. I really had a great time there and yeah. made friends with a few of the tutors and did a little bit of work with them on the private catering side, which was great. Um, and then just did a bit of restaurant work here and there in London to get some experience. But I mean, I had my ch- children quite young, so mm-hmm. um, started a family very very young um but i i was able to dovetail and and, and do both whilst yeah, having the skill children. Set. yes because i uh, you know working at weekends wasn't an issue yeah because great. i had my husband <laughs> to help me out that's, i think yeah. i think that's the best yeah. way actually yeah. i did yeah. something similar with mm. in training and nutrition mm. my husband had to look after the yeah. children at yeah. the weekends and yeah. that's great isn't yeah it? absolutely you're a family after all yeah you know? yeah and equal responsibility yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> so tell me a little bit 
bit about your childhood because mm. you say your mum was doing the cooking. So your mum, what nationality? She, she's Swedish. Yeah. Um, so in fact, both my parents are not British. Um, oh. My father was born in Egypt and he comes from uh, a Maltese background. So lots of Latin um, flavours on my father's side um, in terms of cooking. Um, and my grandparents, paternal grandparents actually lived um with us so oh gosh yeah, so, so you really did have yeah, a real mishmash um cultures. but but mum mum loved cooking loves cooking mm. and uh she was the best teacher so she yeah she helped me um and 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 I learned from her so that's and, and that sort of uh spurred me on to sort of take it further and do you have uh, siblings I have were one they? brother and one was brother. he as interested or not as interested interested then but he's become very interested and 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 loves cooking now oh, it's yeah. interesting isn't yeah, it how yeah. how it sort yeah. of unfolds yeah. over the course yeah. of time yeah. so what sort of things did you so enjoy watching your mother and then perhaps get involved in well uh, I mean cook. yeah I mean she she definitely brought the Swedish cuisine with her mm-hmm. uh, we we ate very healthily as as kids and um, my grandfather used to grow vegetables and we used to get involved in that too um, but yes I would say very healthy we ate a lot of fish um, and she we grew up in Hertfordshire so mm-hmm. there was a great fish market not far mm-hmm. um, so she used to go there maybe once or twice a week and get fresh fish which was lovely and, mm. and I loved it too um, so yeah it was very much um, traditionally um, home cooked food um then it wasn't so fancy but uh and then on dad you know dad's side my grandfather liked to cook and he did all the pasta and whatever yeah so, you, so I haven't really talked about that before but yeah, yes interesting. yeah so yeah. Were, were there ever points when the two worlds met you got your sort of fusion of sort of Maltese Swedish mm, or was it not really I mean <laughs> mum got very good at making pasta yeah. um pasta dishes mm-hmm. um but uh, no, 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 no weird fusions, no. Oh, no. I, I just love the fact that you had <laughs> such cultural influences, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So how did that compare to your, your peers and your friends growing very, up? Uh, very, I, w- I did struggle when I used to go to people's houses, I have to say, <laughs> because when I was presented once, and it sounds terrible, but I was presented spaghetti hoops on toast. Wow. I really did not know what to do. Didn't know what it was, <laughs> probably. Um, it was a very weird experience. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really yeah, funny. Yeah. So you, you've worked as a caterer mm. and as a private chef mm. and as a cookery teacher for mm. children yeah. and you develop recipes mm. as well as being a fantastically talented food stylist and food photographer. Is there one area that you would say you favour over any of those or, you know, one over all the others, if that makes sense? I mean, I love... I love the creative side of developing a recipe for sure. Mm-hmm. But now that I've sort of uh, learnt actually through Instagram, I guess, mm. um, to uh, style and uh, rekindle my passion for, for photography, it's sort of all gone together. Um, it, it's sort of married up very well. So I would say the recipe development, the, the styling and the photography just float my boat yeah I can imagine the photography I mean you are clearly skilled at that but is that something that you have 
learnt or been taught? Um, well, I, I, when, 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 when my kids were much younger and I wanted to do other things in the evenings and did evening courses, I did an evening course in actually developing film, old-fashioned film. Oh, wow. And oh, it gosh. sort of started there because that process is really fascinating. Yeah. Um, and then um, it, so it was just a natural interest, mm. yeah, that mm. I picked up. Um, and yeah. it, I mean, that side of things... You know, you, you've got a very, it, it, the skill is clear, but you've got a very clear style as well. Yeah. So how did that develop? Um, I'm quite a minimal person. Okay. Um, so <laughs> it reflects I, you. Yes, yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's me. I, yeah, I don't like too much clutter. I don't like anything that shouldn't be there to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just think it's confusing. So um, that's why it's quite sort of, yeah. Yeah. And when minimal. did you realise that it was resonating so well with an audience i mean you've got quite a large number of followers um, now it's <laughs> uh, i don't well i i i i you you i post what i like mm-hmm. and what i'm passionate about and yeah. i think i think that comes through um yeah, i think it does. It, um and and i think people probably see that and they can hear when i you know make uh, comments that you know how how i feel about things and i think and then they reciprocate and sort of obviously they're like-minded because mm. you wouldn't follow me if you didn't think and, and feel the same way so yeah. um, and it yeah. is i love the word feel in there because yeah. it is about a feeling yes, isn't yeah, it an, yeah. an image should make you yeah. feel a particular yeah. way yeah. and yeah. you know that when you look at your images you're going to feel a particular way so there's an element of that yeah in there as I, well. I hope it's a sort of a, a calming feeling because that's mm. I think we all do need to uh, calm oh, yes. down a little bit slow do. down a little bit so so yeah. just thinking about that I mean mm. obviously the imagery makes us feel that mm. way mm. the food itself I mean mm. from your kind of knowledge of mm. and it is some Nordic Swedish mm. cookery mm. is there something about the ingredients that are used that are aiming to help people you know digest better sit for longer consume well, in a more relaxed yeah, environment I mean, definitely for me and I'm sure for you that you know sitting down at a table is is absolutely 100% essential yeah. to enjoy a meal um, and my philosophy is that I don't take hundreds of ingredients I like to take few ingredients and really taste each one mm. um, and um, that it makes life a lot more simple mm. when when you have that philosophy because you don't have to think about things too hard but it has they have to be good quality ingredients mm. don't they can we talk a little bit about yeah. that because yeah. here we are sitting in yeah. a very warm studio yeah. in Marlow. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know you are local mm. and people mm. listening to mm. this mm. may also be local mm. can you share any advice on where you can get some really good ingredients where you find them you mentioned your mother going to yeah. that fish market yeah. you have to seek it yeah. sometimes to yeah. find it well don't you? i mean there's a very good um there's a market very small market Mm -hmm. in dean street Mm -hmm. um and there's a fish van there and Ah. he's there every wednesday from about i don't know 7 30 till midday his fish is really fresh you cannot buy fresher fish and then if if i don't manage to get to him which i invariably do or want to eat more fish than once a week then i'll go to phil bowditch which is also very good Mm -hmm. um I mean, I think out of all the supermarkets, Waitrose is probably the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, he and he comes from Grimsby, the guy in, in the Dean Street Market. So you know you're getting it from yeah, yeah, some of the best yeah, sources yeah, as well. Yeah, and, and he, you know, he has hake. I mean, he's got good sustainable fish as well. Mm-hmm. So hake and he's got some farm salmon, farm sea trout. Um, I mean, we, they say we should all be eating mussels because they're very good at surf filtering yes um and so yes so he's he's good 
Yeah, it's great. Good. And yeah. what about other ingredients? Do you grow any of your own? I do, I do. I Well, I, I don't grow in the winter, but now is obviously optimum time. Mm-hmm. And uh, my, my uh, I've just, just before I came here, I was weeding, picked out a few weeds as I came because it's <laughs> constant, constant. <laughs> does it, does it, I mean, just keeps the pump, does it, does it mm. bug you if you walk past and you can yes, just see, yeah, yeah right, yeah, that must yeah. be. Well, sort of... the, the last week there were more weeds than there were um, seedlings. Oh, but, no. So, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about that minimalism yeah, mindset. Oh, it's like, no. well, like, that can't oh, look like that. Oh, does my head in. But um, <laughs> no, I, I had a real blitz at the weekend, which mm. was actually quite nice because it was, wasn't too hot. And yes, but I always grow beetroot because I love it. Yeah. Carrots lettuce there's a particular variety i absolutely love called sangria oh wow um really lovely big oak leaf lettuce and uh cos oak leaf as well i mean and radicchio is lovely Mm -hmm. um what else do i go uh black currants gooseberries um French beans, raw beans, you've got to have raw beans. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yes, I I sort of, I I try and choose things that I'm pretty much not going to fail at. Yeah. um, Because I've grown um, Cavolo Nero in the past and I just get eaten by uh, caterpillars. So it's just not worth the effort. Well, I I tried and I failed twice. So I thought, no, I'm not going to do them this year. (laughs) <laughs> so you mentioned beetroot there. That's mm. something that I do associate with sort of Swedish mm. cooking. Can mm. you explain what you might do with that? That might wet a few appetites of those oh, listening yeah. in. <laughs> well, oh, beetroot. I, I absolutely love it raw. I yeah. Think it's just delicious raw. Um, mm. In fact, I'm going to do beetroot tonight. I'm going to do beetroot patties, I think, with chickpeas and, and sort of make little burgers. And I'm going to barbecue them, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I think, so yeah. you get that sort of crispy yes, outside, yeah. but that soft yeah. on the inside. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. I, beetroot is such a versatile vegetable, isn't it? It I mean, is. Uh, People just, don't realise, do no. they? I mean, obviously, you yeah. can use it in sweet, savoury, yes. yeah. raw, cooked. Yeah. And Great in a chocolate cake. Yes. It makes it very moist. Mm. Um, I just love the, the whole um, beetroot cut in half and then um, rubbed in oil and garlic and things and put on the barbecue. I see. That's yeah. so... Yeah. Your very point yeah. about simplicity yeah. right yeah. there. Yeah. And what about things like um, pickles? Because, again, that's something I associate with the Swedish yeah. way of cooking yeah. is to preserve yeah. because yeah. your seasons are going yeah. to be shorter. Yeah. Is there anything you do like that with any of these vegetables or is that yeah. a typical thing that you would do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I another... do. At the end of the season, I pick, last year I pickled all the remaining beetroot in my garden uh, and the carrots as well. They're great pickles. I don't that was uh, last year I added spice which was really quite nice and Mm -hmm. added ginger and garlic and chili to um, julienne of carrot and Mm -hmm. that was really really great with um, you know uh, meat meat or fish actually yeah yeah um just so, a real contrast yes, with your yeah, protein yeah, to have your yeah, yeah. has a lovely way of doing it isn't it yes, and then you probably yeah. have that lovely moment somewhere in the winter and you mm, go yeah. oh do you know what yeah, we've got that taste yeah, of summer yeah. the end of the season right yeah. Yeah. and when and all the all the un, little bit more unusual things I buy from Maxwell Webb and Potter Church. You know oh, them? I do. They're at the Meter Market and yes, Cookham on yeah. a Friday and they have some fantastic they produce, do. don't and, they? Yeah, um, and I buy uh, uh, gherkins from them. Oh, yes. They and were I just putting those, those on their Instagram yes, the other day, yeah. weren't they? I just love gherkins. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, yeah. That is, so this is brilliant. So mm. this is bringing together lots of mm. local producers mm. or at least mm. you know, mm. sellers of uh, mm. great produce, including mm. the guy selling fantastic fish on a Wednesday yeah. in Dean Street Market. Now, you also mentioned um, when we were talking about today's show, you mentioned you like to do a little bit of foraging. Oh, yes. Can you yes. share some of your successes and oh, some of them that might not be well, considered successes? <laughs> well, 
there was one major, major success. Um, my husband and I went to uh, the Lake District for a long weekend mm-hmm. a few years back. And walking as we were in the rain, because it invariably does. Yes. That's rain. why it's so beautiful yes, and yes, green. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and I spotted the most amazing sep. It was huge. And I said to my husband, I have got to pick that. We have got to take it home and we are going to eat it. Now, obviously, you have got to be 100% sure. Yeah that what you're picking is edible. Yeah. Um, and I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've foraged with relatives in Sweden. they very, very big foragers in Sweden mm-hmm. and foraged um, uh, chanterelles, and, which are just lovely, mm-hmm. um, and seps too. So uh, I knew what I was, uh, what I was picking was, was the real thing. And I just took that home and I cleaned it and sliced it and I just tossed it in a little bit of butter and a squeeze of lemon juice and a little bit of parsley and put it on sourdough toast and it was the best sourdough toast I've ever had with with seps yeah that that that, that sounds amazing yeah yeah, yeah. so like it's a umami isn't it you get from the a really really good wild mushrooms are just Mm. the best thing Mm. they are I mean I think second to that would be um chanterelles yeah yeah they're they're just so tasty aren't they you don't tend to get many of them around here Mm -hmm. there's a fantastic place in borough market Mm. and it has a Mm. I've been You've there. been there. Yes. It's so good. I'm drawn to it. Yeah. yeah. Every time we go, yeah. my my 14 year old son mm. has to mm. get the. There's a risotto that they do mm. with the. He's a mm. mushroom mm. fiend, and he'll get the risotto with mm. them. But um, yeah, I, I think it would be wonderful to have the knowledge to mm. be able to mm. pick things up mm. in the wild. Yeah. It'd be great, wouldn't it? But then, you'd have got to have that. Yeah, you have. And you that's have. passed down to you yeah. from people yeah. that really, yeah. really know what they're I doing. Mean, there, there are definitely courses you can go on now. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've um, met a few foragers that teach mm. at food festivals mm. and um, things that I've uh, been at in the mm. summer particularly mm. and they'll mm. take you on tours there's yes. one around Blenheim Palace recently that you could do Ooh, nice. foraging but it's yes. quite good to know isn't it yes. <laughs> to have yes. that information and that's yeah. knowledge is power yeah um yeah. so and have you ever had any unsuccessful foraging trips well unsuccessful in as much as you haven't found anything yeah, yeah. yes yeah <laughs> we that's, set off. yeah um no not no not really but yes it's, it's it is disappointing when you set out to to to, to look for a particular mushroom or 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 whatever and you can't find it so um yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i have a few spots where i go and look for certain things like wild raspberries i've got a spot that i go to and then obviously then there's wild garlic of course in the spring mm. uh, there is a spot i go to but um but you're not telling anyone your mm, sources <laughs> keep those to yourself yes, yes. To your chest. yeah the other one is uh, wild strawberries those are oh, incredible the alpine aren't they? ones yeah oh. the tiny ones delicious one yeah, yeah. There's so much passion for food here. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, I'm really yeah, enjoying this yeah. chat. Um, and also so many strings to your bow. I would love to find out like sort of almost like what a typical day in your life is because we're talking about mm. so many different things. So let's mm. take a brief pause. And when we come back, we'll find out what a day in the life of Louise Hurst is actually like. Across the Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This, this is River Radio. Ooh. Well, now for some pop music. Try this. Welcome back, everyone. This is Let's Do Lunch. I'm Jenny Tishy, and today we are joined by Louise Hurst, who is a food creator local to us under the brand Nordic Kitchen Stories. If you've not heard of her, if you've not checked out her work, do. Um, that's how I found about, out about you, regardless of the fact we're very local, we're almost neighbours. It's actually Instagram. <laughs> Thank you very much <laughs> for helping me find out who you were and actually what you did. But that's a pertinent question because 
I knew what you did as and what I could see on social media, but there's a lot more to you. Uh, tell us a little bit about what a typical day in your life consists of, because it isn't just photographing for Instagram, no, is it? No, no, no. There's Okay, so my, I will always start my day with taking out my dogs for a walk. Um, oh. Yeah, because uh, and obviously we live in a lovely area and I go down to the river or go up to the woods and, yeah, have a little sort of time out. And then typically... Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know, I think we, we've spoken about this. I do make lots of cakes. Um, yes. yes. Uh, and we, it's wedding season for me. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I, yeah, wedding cakes uh, feature quite heavily at this time of year. So I'll be doing something like making uh, a gooseberry and elderflower compote for a wedding cake that is going to be... Uh, Uh, delivered on Saturday Um, and then I will probably think about developing a recipe for a future Instagram post. Um, I always try and sort of keep a little bit ahead of time because Mm -hmm. uh, otherwise I tend to sort of get into a bit of a panic. You always want to have material to present although I don't you know want to I'm not I'm not on Instagram every day it's sort of more like three three times a week so yeah good um, yeah, yeah you've got to have a bit of discipline got, around it yeah, exactly you? it's it's yeah. all consuming i think it can mm. or it can be yeah um so yes uh, so i may be making a cake celebration cake for somebody or i may be preparing a um uh, sourdough workshop because i do that too so didn't um, know about that yes That's going on my little notes yes yeah that i yes i do not so much in the summer months because it's just tricky to control the temperature yeah. and i've got a very warm house yeah um so um so throughout so september i will be resuming courses but i do sourdough workshops mm-hmm. and i've done a nordic baking workshop Um, So that's all the sort of typical cinnamon buns and all the lovely, uh, very delicious and naughty um, patisseries you'll find in Sweden and the rest of Scandinavia. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sort of uh, thinking along the lines of doing something more on the longs of, of, of a meal, meal yeah. meals as well. Yeah. So um, that will come in the future Gosh, um, with a Nordic Nordic inf- influence. Yeah. yeah. So do you, so you don't do any catering anymore? You don't do I, any... I do the occasional bit of catering mm-hmm. more so as uh, f- with people I'm sort of cl- in close contact with yeah. as a favour. But I try and stay clear of it because uh, I've done that yeah. um, and I've moved on from that. Mm. So um, And I'm, I'm not geared up for it really yeah. anymore. And, and I mean, some of the stuff you're doing, it sounds like it's keeping you really, really yes, busy. Yes, yeah, yeah. The wedding yeah. cakes, I have yeah. seen those actually yeah, on yeah, uh, yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And you've, you've mentioned one of the flavours that you do here, gooseberry and elderflower. Mm. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about those? Because, you know, wedding cakes have moved on, haven't they? Oh my gosh, We yes. don't We don't typically no, have to have no. this fruitcake that you're going to give to your child at their first no, baptism no, or, no. you know, covered in thick icing. Yeah. Uh, how, I think, yeah. yeah, I think I've been asked once or maybe twice <laughs> for that um, Still there. and yeah hanging on <laughs> yeah um and uh, no uh, whenever I'm approached now it's a buttercream cake whether mm-hmm. it's sort of semi-naked or fully iced and and people want a different would like a different flavor for each tier um, wow. yeah so that sort of yeah is but I always try and again work with the seasons so obviously gooseberries and elderflower mm-hmm. are, are are in season right now so that's just lovely mm-hmm. um so yes I so I work throughout the year and obviously you can preserve things mm-hmm. you know, like raspberry compote and strawberry compote can be frozen or, or 
kept. Um, so, um, but it, somehow it doesn't seem right to have um, something so summery in winter. Yeah, it? Um, yeah, I know what you yeah. mean. That's too light, yes, almost. Yes, yeah. you want something a bit more hearty. Yeah, uh, in the if you were having a winter wedding. So, um, so yes, so um, that's. Um, there, there are some lovely flavours that you can combine. I think strawberry and elderflower is great too. I think that's a mm, lovely they, combination. They look so yeah, good. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, yes. when I can just imagine being. So, how far in advance do you get booked up for those? Um, uh, about a year. Yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, from a seasonal yeah, perspective, yeah. you could therefore yeah. go. Oh, do you know what? Yeah. If it's a December wedding, yes. I'll keep some of this, and yeah. we'll have that then. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's yeah, just yeah. fascinating. So, how would you describe your style of cooking today? If someone was saying to you, Louise, you know, like what style of cooking mm. is is yours? What would how, do you? I think, as I sort of touched on before, it's minimal. It's I would say basically healthy yeah. and minimal. Mm. Um, uh, I mean, whilst I mean, I love to make cakes. I don't obviously eat cakes on a weekly basis. I mean, I would be the size of a house, but um, <laughs> but I mean, I love to make them, and I'll you know I taste and whatever. But it's mm. um, my 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 taste is very much on the savoury side of things. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, I would say definitely minimal um, in terms of not using many ingredients, unless of course you're making a curry. Yeah, um, then that's you might different. need a few more. Yes, would you, you say that's quite reflective of how your mum cooked that kind of minimalism? Yes. And you sort of taken that yes, forward. Yes. And so when you were growing up, obviously you had quite mm. a lot of Swedish style mm. foods. Mm. Yes. Uh, things like the um, patisserie, mm. uh, where would they fit in? Where would they fit it into well, the day or the week? Uh, or? Oh, oops. Um, I, well, actually, my mum was not a big on baking. It was my grandmother who, whenever, whenever they came over from Sweden, mm. she would be the one to teach me how to bake. Um, so, and she, she was a, an amazing baker. Mm. Just, uh, and her bread and everything was just wonderful. Um, so she was the one that taught us to bake, taught me to bake. And I sort of carried that forward. Well, yeah, mum, mum didn't really, well, it, she was more on the savoury side of things. You often yeah. find that, don't yes. you? People fall yeah. into one yes. category or another. Yeah. I have um, one of my sisters lives in the south of France oh, nice. in Aveyron yeah. and she's very much a sort of mm. a savoury baker mm. but because she is a quite a rare breed you mm. know being a Brit in this typically mm. un-British mm. area she's mm. often asked to bake British cakes oh. she hates it because oh. <laughs> she really isn't yes, that isn't no, her skill set no, you know no. that's funny isn't it yeah. now I also know I happen to know mm. as someone that likes gadgets you like a gadget or oh, two when I it do. comes to kitchen yes, appliances yes, so yeah. what, what sort of things do you use them for and what do you like to use well um, I know you're a big fan and that is <laughs> I love a Thermomix. Yes. Um, uh, it's... it's- it, uh, the way I view a Thermomix is it's an extra pair of hands in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, I don't tend to use it to make meals as mm-hmm. such, but it's it's great for chopping. It's very great for grinding. It's great for making, let's say, a base for an ice cream um, because it keep, holds it at that 80 degrees. Yes. Um, so you won't ever curdle your creme, um, creme anglaise. Mm. And it's it's perfect for that. You can make cheats ice cream and sorbet too. Yeah, I love um, So it's just brilliant. Mm. And, and the the motor is so powerful that you can get the smoothest soup without having to sieve it as we always used to do back at college and to yes. take all the goodness out of it mm-hmm. which um or the roughage but um no it's uh, it's a, a great piece of kit i haven't yeah. got the latest one i'd love it but i will i can't do that <laughs> um i've been on the the verge myself mm, uh, that's got the sous vide yes yes um but it is it's tempting isn't it i mm. think when you do work with food mm. anything that can help you i mm. always talk about it like cutting the right corners mm. you know mm. we're not trying to no. Make anything processed or, no. or use 
you know ingredients that have already been no. you know, pre-prepared no. we're just making our lives easier exactly yeah exactly. in the kitchen which yeah. makes sense yeah. to me um and, and going on to the the swedish um, recipes that you you make what would you say is your favorite and would you be able to outline uh roughly like what it is so that again people can go oh, right yes, okay so it's it's um yeah it's let me just think now because there's there's several yeah i mean I've, um there's one particular dish that I've had on um, <clears throat> for many well ever since I can remember on a Swedish smorgasbord. Oh yeah, um, which is typically it's called um, it's a buckling. It's it's it's, it's the name of the fish. It's mm. a it's it's a bigger her- herring and it's okay. it's it's hot smoked. Yeah, and you flake that and you uh, add chopped cooked beetroot and red onion and then you make a, a dressing to go with it and that is. It's just so delicious. It's something. It, it's a taste of my my childhood. It mm-hmm. really is. It's just delicious. I love Swedish breads. You know, the lovely, dense, um, dark breads and, and they rye. Ba- they're rye based. A are lot they? of them are rye based and mm. wholemeal. Um, are they typically the grains that you would have had available yeah. in that part of the world? Yeah. Which is why, yes, exactly, yeah. exactly yeah. that. Um, yes, um, and uh, there's uh, there's I don't eat beef really much anymore there's one called biffella lindstrom which again has got beetroot in it yeah so it's like a beetroot beetroot and beef burger with um it's got uh, uh gherkins and has it got capers and onions and it's just really delicious mm. um, i haven't eaten it for years though um but uh, there are lots of recipes i love but there's one that will be coming up on uh midsummer that mm-hmm. is delicious and that's a, mi- a swedish midsummer cake yeah. that you um it's just so light um hardly any butter in it so it's it's a bit like a genoise sponge mm-hmm. um with fresh cream and fresh berries it's the simplest of cakes but it's so delicious um and we have that at uh, on midsummer's eve or day uh whatever because that's a big thing in sweden to have yeah uh, celebrate midsummer there's are there other traditions that are food related or have a food association i mean Christmas mm, would be an mm, obvious yeah, one, but yeah. anything else that perhaps we don't celebrate here in the UK? Um, well, midsummer is 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 a, a big one, a, a big one because <laughs> yeah. if you imagine uh, Sweden in the winter is quite. Um, uh, challenging yes. um, and long hours of uh, darkness mm-hmm. so summer is very much celebrated um, so you will have um, a midsummer party and you'll have a midsummer Swedish table full of lots and lots of different things like uh, quiches and smorgastorta which mm-hmm. is um, a Swedish mm, uh, it's sandwich cake have okay. you heard of it? I, I, well I've heard of like tortas and yeah well it's a, it's a it's savoury Oh, okay. It's, and and you layer it up. I mean, there's some very nasty kish keep kitsch uh, versions on the internet but th- th- they can be made a little bit more healthy these days and okay. I've, I've done some with pickled carrot and and chopped prawns and uh, dill and and it's all layered up and you just slice into it and um it's yeah and then there's uh crayfish of course mm. uh, lots of salmon mm. uh, but th- in august Everybody will have a crayfish party. So right, okay, August that's or a early as well. September. Yes, it's typically when there'll yes, be an abundance. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. Yeah. And you, you sort of copy those um, traditions I here. Do, I yeah. do. The midsummer definitely, and I have done uh, crayfish parties. You can get crayfish quite easily from local streams here. Oh wow! I yes, didn't know that. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, Good I, to know. I know somebody who 
often saw has sourced them for me yeah um because they ha- unfortunately have invaded our rivers and streams mm. um so how th- did they find their way in do oh, we know goodness knows <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but but so it's encouraged that we that we, that we actually, actually use eat, them up yeah that yeah. we eat them so well there you yeah. see I, that is a, a huge bit of information yes. I, I love yeah. the idea of yeah. being able to go and source my local yeah. crayfish from yeah. somewhere that's yeah. wonderful yeah. um and then i was going to ask you about the sourcing of ingredients and you've already talked about the fishmonger mm. um you know that we can go to on a wednesday in mm. marlow there's also the one uh phil Bowditch, which is mm. near little marlow um what about sort of recreating traditional swedish dishes are you able to get most things most ingredients is there anything you struggle it's to not, get not too bad because there's some a couple of online sellers and docado have a swedish shop do they they do <laughs> they do this is great um in in fact i, th- I think um scandy kitchen which is uh another instagram you you'll find them on instagram mm-hmm. um they have a cafe in in london yeah um they are the ones that supply um Ocado. oh well that's good mm. to know i yes. didn't know that yeah brilliant well that I've, that has gone on my list as well mm. um so let's talk a little bit about your social media you know I've, I've talked about it being a great success when did you start how long ago did you start i mean i was thinking about this i think i'm pretty sure it was 2017 i'd sort of got to a point when um, my children are are flown the nest and uh, I've got one in Marlow and two in London and I just wanted a different uh, uh, wanted to change direction um, I didn't want to work weekends mm-hmm. every weekend so um, I thought well I'll, I'll give Instagram a go uh, with the view to then start writing a blog and, and set up a website which was all very challenging because I'm not I mean that technically minded but I got some <laughs> help <laughs> and I, I can seem to manage it okay now but um, yeah so I it started back then and then I, I wanted to um, pull on my knowledge of of uh, Swedish, Scandinavian, Nordic yeah. uh, food. So um, I thought, right, well, there's an idea there. So, so you did that from day one. That was clear. That was yeah. your kind yeah. of goal was to yeah. share. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I have to say not everything is of a Nordic flavour, but I guess what... M- I guess it's because my presentation is quite minimal and similar of a similar vein. Mm. You've get you get that feeling. It, it's that's that's. And anyway, I think it's nice to think that you know people do relocate. They lo- they sure. you know yeah. they relocate all over the yeah. world. Yeah. And when you bring you know sort of the best of you mm. know to a new mm. area, mm. then you are going to fuse things yes, together, exactly. aren't you? It, and I, and I think we're not very yeah. good at doing that in this no, country. I no. mean, I lived in Australia for a while, well, and they yeah. were so good at going. Mm. Well, we'll have a bit of that, yes. and we'll have a bit of this. Yes. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? You know, present yeah. beautiful yeah. British mm. ingredients, mm. but in a Swedish yeah. style, yeah. and that's yeah. kind of making it your yeah. own as well, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. So, I mean, it's grown really quickly. Mm. Um, if anybody else was out there and they had, you know, a thought similar to yours, right? I think I have mm. something and I want to share mm. it and mm. help other people. Mm. How would? What advice would you give them to start out? Well, I think. I mean, I think. Instagram's changed a lot and it's very competitive, but I think it is a good place to start. Mm. Um, and I think, essentially, you've got to be share what you're passionate about. And if yeah. you're passionate about it, it will come through. Yeah. Um, and people will get it. Um, and then I think everything will fall into place after that if, 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 if you have that passion. So, yeah. yeah. And then, but you're, I mean, you know, it's very clear you've got a really clear theme with mm. what you're doing. Mm. And do you think that's important that people know where they know that they're coming to you for that well, particular I think, thing? I think so. I mm. think so. Uh, yes. Otherwise, it's a bit confusing. Um, mm. I mean, I, I think possibly I, I might 
might be a little bit confusing because I, I make cakes and I do workshops and I do this and I do that. But um, I like to I like to have my finger in a few pies because it keeps life interesting, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, so. but also I think what's really nice about mm. that is the authenticity because mm. I'm sitting here with mm. you mm. and I feel like you are exactly mm. an extension of everything mm. I've seen mm. on your brand online. Mm. So mm. there's nothing that isn't, no. a, you know, no. there's no surprises no. here. No, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, the way you present yeah. yourself yeah. and speak, mm. it's brilliant. Mm. I love it. Mm. Um, so you mentioned if anybody else would like to do it, it's a good place to start you yeah, know getting out social media so. it's a kind of easy way to get out there and get your mm. message out there mm. isn't it and so if you were to I mean I, I love looking at your recipes and I think there's so much variety and you've talked about the Swedish influence mm. but you've also talked about taking your Swedish influence and applying the way in which you present food to great British ingredients there's got to be a cook- cookbook in here hasn't there oh I would love that yeah uh, it's yeah it's, what would it be what would it look like what recipes would it have what sections would it have you mm. must have thought of this oh I have I have <laughs> go on so share de- de- I'm excited <laughs> definitely uh, a book um, working through the seasons mm-hmm. very important um, and it would be a cookbook with lifestyle because I want to share the way I live um, and uh, with with others and uh, I think it would be an interesting mix so not just recipes mm. um the way of living because um definitely in the nordic uh, countries it's a way of, a different way of life yeah. it's a slower a bit more outdoors and just taking stock and just slowing down and just yeah a little bit of everything so not just recipes so, yeah that's yeah, that's a really yeah, good way of thinking yeah, of it though yeah. so i often talk about the you know not just what you eat but the way mm, you eat but yes. it's but it's also how that fits yes, within a lifestyle yeah, exactly we are so busy aren't we we uh, just 100%. go go mm, go mm. and you know the irony being that actually some of that social media what mm. was lovely to hear you say mm. is that you know again <laughs> very mm. authentic and mm. consistent with what you say i don't do social media every day no but what I do do mm. is very on point mm. and on message. Mm. So, yeah, absolutely works. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't dedicate more time to it because it's, mm. it is all too consuming. Yeah. Um, and I just don't know how um, some people do so um, yeah. post every day. It's, yeah. It must be, must run their life. Have you got a life? No, exactly. <laughs> yes. Outside of this. Yes, yeah. So that sounds wonderful. A cookery mm. book that takes you through the seasons mm. and talks about lifestyle mm. and mm. gives you, you know, almost like lifestyle advice as to where those recipes fit. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's wonderful. Yeah. So um, we're going to take a little break here and I'd love to find out any sort of projects that you're working on right now and, you know, who your typical customer are and things like that so okay. we'll be back in just a moment okay. Windsor, Windsor Ascot, Ascot Maidenhead, Maidenhead Bracknell, Bracknell Wokingham, Wokingham Henley, Henley Reading, Reading. Okay. The Voice River Radio of the Thames Valley Welcome back to this show, Let's Do Lunch. This is a show all about food and nutrition. Louise Hurst from Marlowe is joining us today from the brand Nordic Kitchen Story. So she's the founder, the creator, a food creator, no less, and has a real Nordic stroke Scandi style about the way in which food is presented, but also the way in which Louise lives. And we've been exploring that a little bit. But um, Louise, can you tell me what you're working on currently? You said you've got a cake that you're preparing for a client this weekend. Yes, hugely worried. 
worrying as it's going to be about 31 degrees on Friday, but it's fine. I shall manage somehow. That will present challenges. Yeah, yeah it will. It will. But uh, hopefully so they often get these temperatures a little bit wrong. But uh, <laughs> we're um, hoping. Yes. Yes. No, lots of ice blocks in my car on the way to Reading on Saturday. Wow. Um, yes, I'm working on that. Um, that's got to be delivered on Saturday. And I've just been doing some lovely things with Waitrose, which has been um, interesting and very lovely company to work for so mm. hope to be doing a little bit more with them so oh, fantastic yeah, yeah. um yeah so there it's it's a great company um and they've got some lovely produce and what i like about waitress is that they do um have local producers in their in their stores which mm. i think is good yeah um yes it's not just yes, uk no, wide no everywhere no. does the same produce uh, yeah, yeah that's um, so that's really good and who would you say uh, your typically are your customers and obviously you're going to have different customers for the wedding cakes different mm. customers perhaps for the cookery courses mm. yeah i mean i think again instagram has been brilliant for me uh, mm. in, in that case because um obviously i can advertise my my sourdough workshops on there mm. um, and people find me um, for my cakes on there and obviously personal recommendations is always a good the best the best, best isn't, isn't it, yeah. it? Um, so yes I mean I I try and keep uh, the wedding cakes to local being local but unfortunately <laughs> with the way that venues go I mean and you, you yeah. can travel a little and my furthest one was Gloucestershire and I wow. sort of yeah that was a little bit too far on a hot day, but it made it. And the fact that you have to drive it there as well. I mean, yeah. that must be a test of your driving skills um, to keep the car. It's, it's, it's quite worrying. Yeah. <laughs> Once you've dropped yes. it off, you're like, yeah, oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> I made it. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, yeah, you put uh, wooden dowels in it just to keep everything uh, secure. But even so, you know, potholes in the roads. Mm. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you don't want to get caught on, a, no, no. on the M40 no, in an accident. No, no. And so with all of that, I mean, obviously mm. weddings were greatly affected by the mm. pandemic, but how was your work in general affected by the pandemic? Well, obviously, uh, I wasn't as busy as I usually am, but um, you, I could still recipe de develop. Yeah. I still could take photographs. I mean, obviously, we were limited with ingredients. Yeah, of course. But then you, that's the whole thing about cooking. You learn to adapt, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Um, I also um, decided that um, my neighbours would like to, that they would have a sourdough loaf. Uh, once a week so oh. I did that Can I uh, be which your kept me sane <laughs> um, it was yeah and I did uh, cinnamon buns and sourdough so um, oh. that sort of kept me sane and kept me busy and kept you on the Christmas yes. card list yes yes, yes. <laughs> we'll yes. make sure she's on there next yes. year because yes. we like her yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you see happening to your business in the future in terms of its growth or in terms of the direction you want to take it or more of the same I think more of the same. Um, as I've mentioned, I would love a book deal. Yes. Um, but uh, that, 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 you know, it may or may not happen. But um, and I'm always thinking about it and uh, putting ideas on paper and writing stuff down. So, um, yes, we'll see what happens then. Yeah. Yeah. And your workshops will be starting again, certainly September. your sourdough in September. Yeah, 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 I will be keeping an eye yeah, out for that. Yeah. Love to know how to do that. Mm. Um, and then anything else that you'd like to add before we move on to our quick Fire questions. Oh, um, I don't think there is anything we any. haven't covered. No, I don't well, think Nordic kitchen stories. Mm, no, I don't think there is. But I mean, if you if you if anybody's interested in 
typically Swedish Nordic recipes. There, there's there's a wealth of, of information and recipes on my website, so um, you can yes, so over there. That's yeah. a good point, actually. Yeah. I think sometimes we yeah. we're so focused on the the tiles mm. of social media, mm. but actually mm. there's a whole another mm. layer mm. of depth of mm. information mm. on your website yeah. as well. Yeah, that's really good to know. Yeah, and I mean, in terms of social media handles, how can people find you? Excuse me, just swallowed the wrong way. Um, my yes, Nordic Kitchen Stories on Instagram, and you, if you just type that into um, the search bar in Google, you'll find me there on the web. So, Brilliant, and all yeah. your courses. If people want to, is it just a case of watching on social media, or um, do you have a newsletter? Um, I do send out a newsletter if I post new dates. Cool. Um, so uh, that will go to anybody who's a subscriber, and that's easy to do on Brilliant. my website. Um, and but I will always post um, a little reminder on Instagram. Yes, too. it's good for us all to have yes. multiple exactly. uh, ways in which exactly. we are reminded about yes. things we should be doing yes, <laughs> to yeah. relax yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so on to our quick fire questions mm. Mm. what would be your last meal on earth we sometimes call it our death row meal <laughs> oh yes yeah well it's it's one that won't be familiar to you and it's a typically swedish one and it's one that i absolutely have to have if i go to sweden and it's fried herrings not mm. very healthy but fried herrings in lots of butter um with mashed potato and lingonberry uh, lingonberry sauce and it is absolutely delicious maybe only to me but it's absolutely delicious and oh. on my number one list of things to do eat when i go back to sweden is that something that's fairly easily available oh like, gosh yes it, well do you know what it's called it's it? called stick strumming so it literally you walk in to a <laughs> yes. restaurant. Yeah, I mean you'd 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 get little huts on the side of the street selling it. It's that popular. It's yeah, and, and herring is fabulous fish. Yeah. Um, uh, it's everybody everybody knows that every cafe would sell it. Um, yeah, it's widely known. Right. Well, mm. I have a very good friend that lives in Sweden. I should okay. go and ask him. Yes. Me. Yes. <laughs> um, who would you say has been your biggest inspiration? Hundred percent, my mum. Yeah, yeah, that comes across so yeah. clearly. Yeah. It's wonderful that. Yeah. And then uh, I know this can be a difficult question, um, but if you were to host a fantasy dinner party with four guests from the past or the present, who would they be and why? Okay, so I might regret this after I've said it. But I was thinking desperately, and I there's there's a Swedish chef I absolutely love yeah. who is uh, a forager, and he. Uh, works with open fire and he's opened a restaurant in london mm -hmm. and his name is niklas ekstad i seem to remember that name why do i know I, that name well um oh. he, he's he's been on probably saturday he's been on saturday kitchen Maybe he's been on he's been on all sorts of british uh programs yeah um so i think he'd be fun to have it around the table yeah nigel slater i love because i just his the way he speaks about food just makes me think oh Mm. fabulous um surprising choice but i do find him very fascinating and that's wim hof yeah i know i know why yes well i mean i know why i find him fascinating yes. but he is fascinating he is a he? very yeah. fascinating character and i just yeah he's cra slightly crazy i think yeah <laughs> there seems to be enough people that follow yes, what he does yes. or yeah. a version of what he yes. does so yeah. you know maybe yeah. crazy good There's something rather than crazy good, bad something good in there <laughs> 
And um, the other person who I adore and does make me laugh a lot is Claudia Winkleman. She's very yes, funny, yes, isn't she? Yes, yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, they'd have a great time together. It's an eclectic mix, mix I know, but um, I can understand why, though. Mm. I mean, the the passion. I mean, mm. certainly from a food perspective, mm. the passion that mm. Nigel Slater talks mm. about food with. Oh. I don't know Nicholas Exeter, but I have yeah. come across the name. Yes, and, and you'd probably recognise him, him, and he has yeah. been on British television. I was um, going to ask if he was blonde, but that would be very stereotypical, he's wouldn't not, it? There no. you go. You see, <laughs> he's a skateboarder, and he's bl- he's not blonde. No, yeah, he's dark hair and beard. And the interesting thing about Nigel Slater is that none of his recipe books seem to have any pictures in there, or not photographs. Not many, not yeah, many. Yeah, it's interesting, it's, that, isn't it? And, but because what he what he can write, it just draws you in. You don't need it? the picture. No. Mm, no. That's a really good point. Yes. Oh, well, it's been absolutely wonderful to talk mm. to you today. Louise, thank you for coming in. I know you haven't um, had to come far. No, no, <laughs> but no. We have learned so much. Um, mm. I will be sharing this uh, via my social media and mm. obviously uh, tagging you so that you can uh, share if you feel free um, to mm. do so and um, everybody that's uh, been listening today thank you very much and I hope you've enjoyed it please do go on to anywhere you normally listen to your podcasts so be that Spotify Google Apple wherever and leave us a review and we will welcome you back uh, next week as well which should be lovely so uh, thank you very much for your time thank you I really enjoyed it take care everyone okay. goodbye bye
Hey there, Tiger, glad you called. Come on in. There's lots of biscuits in the biscuit tin. Put on your smile and let the fun begin. Today won't come around again. We got no rush and we got nothing planned. We could listen to a big brass band. Or pick a flavor from the ice cream van. Today won't come around again. Let's go out and grab it Be more like a tiger than a rabbit You can make your spirits all by simply opening the door Let's face it, that's what doors are for Tiger, tiger. do the things you love while you are able Time to get up from the kitchen table Go ahead and open up the door We could row a boat across the lake Find a place that sells chocolate cake And all we have to do is stay awake Today won't come around again Hey, 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 tiger. tiger When you see a chance, go out and grab it Be more like a tiger than a rabbit You can make your spirits all by simply opening the door Let's face it, that's what doors are for Tiger, tiger. do the things you love while you are in Lots of biscuits in the biscuit tin Put on your smile and let the fun begin Today won't come around again Today won't come around again Today won't come around again
across the Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This, this is River Radio. Well, now for some pop music. Try this. <laughs> 